You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new death Hello and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are reading Return of the King, Book 5, Chapter 4, The Siege of Gondor. Woo, I'm yay. Caitlin, and all my hopes and dreams were crushed today. Not really. It's a hard life. I have to go to work tomorrow. That's all. Uh, I'm Rachel, and I'm quarantining by working on a Harry Potter Christmas puzzle, because what is time? Time is is all in our uh, You haven't written down an intro. You don't get to say anything. I'm not even here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Emmy, and today in self-quarantining, it was nice enough to go read a book outside, um, which is funny because yesterday it snowed. So if the weather could just decide to commit to something, that would be excellent. Yay, Chicago spring. Yeah, right? Characters in today's chapter, we start with Pippin my all-time favorite hobbit, um, who is now Esquire to Denethor. We have Gandalf, who is that mysterious, you know, white wizard asshole. Um, Denethor, who is in this chapter a huge know-it-all, the steward of Gondor. And um, he was surprisingly competent, but overall kind of a huge creep. We get Faramir, who is Denethor's second son, captain of the White Tower, generally an angel. He's a horse whisperer, a human whisperer, it's unclear. He can make people do what he wants, I guess. It's an overarching theme in this chapter. People and animals. People and animals. Beast whisperer, I guess, overall. Not just horses, though really horses are the only thing we see him enticing back to Gondor, I guess. Good question. If he tried really hard, could he whisper to one of the Nazgul's beasts? Fell beasts? Right? Fell yeah. beasts? There you God, go. I... That's a question. Faramir on a fell beast. Yes, please. Would be awesome. They're just deeply misunderstood creatures. Um, we get Baragrand, uh, who is a soldier of Gondor. Uh, he helps Pippin find clothes. Generally, like, all around good, helpful guy. I he guess. also offers some great play-by-play. He does, yeah. He narrates everything that happens over the walls, which is useful because, you know, Pippin's really short. So, um, <laughs> we get Prince Imrahil. Imrahil? Imrahil? Who knows? Imrahil. Imrahil. He is the Prince of Dol Amrath, the 22nd Prince of Dol Amrath, actually. He's sort of Faramir's wingman in this chapter, because he shows up and he's like, Denethor, your son did all of these really great things. And Denethor is like, I don't care. He's not Boromir. But uh, other characters, Shadowfax, obviously, goes where Gandalf goes. goes. He's the bestest of horses. Um, we get the Black Captain, which is just another name for the Witch King of Angmar. And then the Nazgul show up on their fell beasts. They sort of, you know, fly around the the white city, screaming at the top of their lungs, so nobody gets a good night's sleep the entire chapter. 
And then we have some honorable mentions in our dramatist persona. Um, Boromir, right? He's, he's dead. We're still really sad about it. But for the most part, the characters here play the blame game about whose fault it is that Boromir's dead. Uh, Rohan, we talk about them a lot. Will they ever show up? No one knows. And then the Council of Gondor, right? Who are the captains of the White Tower. Um, and Denethor largely seems to ignore them in favor of like maximum drama. So, yeah. So the short version of a long chapter is that tension ramps up in Minas Tirith as war approaches and the Witch King comes knocking at the door. Here's he the didn't thing. get the message does, about social distancing. He did not. Did Does war approach in this chapter? I feel like we can say in this chapter, war has firmly arrived. Yes. But like in the first <laughs> half of the chapter. That's fair. We're just war, like watching them. War approaches, them. war arrives, war starts going not well. So like really when I well. wrote this short summary here, I'd completely forgotten that quite literally the witch king knocks at the door. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then when I was caught to that point in the notes, I was like, oh, right. So I honestly just meant that like tension in the city and then the army arrives. But no, he does. <laughs> yep. He does. He, yeah, he quite literally knocks on the door, but Which we'll get so there. Which is so passe. I, yeah, I love this chapter. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. Take it, it away. Was fabulous. And I liked it a lot. And probably my notes are going to be a big old mess. <laughs> uh, fun story, though. You mentioned how Rohan keeps getting mentioned and how they're all like, is Rohan going to come? Blah, 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 blah. I pretty much cut out all mentions of Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> That's they're just like, is Rohan going to come? And yeah. everybody's like, I think they're going to come, but I guess we don't know. And you're like, over here, like, obviously they're going to come. We know they're showing up. We yeah. just had chapters on it. It was just funny that you included it there in the characters. I was like, they're not they really get, in the notes. But oh well. They get mentioned a lot. Yeah. For people who aren't here. So we start off Gandalf waking up Pippin, which is very rude. And lets him know that it is time for him to attend to Denethor and learn his new duties. So they go off to uh, Denethor's chambers. Genuinely, I don't know. Uh, when they arrive, Pippin is ignored for a while until Denethor asks him how he liked exploring the city the previous day, and Pippin feels as though Denethor knows everything that he said and did. He's a creep. He was exploring beforehand. Very creepy. Well, I really liked in this part where they compared Denethor to a spider mm. because it's sort of shadowing at the exact same time what is is going on in Sirithungal. Um, right. I mean, it's well, I don't to, think they're I actually think. in the tunnel yet in Sirithungal. Because remember, no, when they're at not. the bottom of the stairs is when the army leaves Minas Morgul. So we can assume that armies take a while to move, but they don't report until, I don't know, they're probably around the stairs, let's say. When anyway. did the dark day happen? It's sunset on this day that Frodo sees the crown on the statue. So they've not yet reached the stairs. Okay. There Oof. we go. That was impressive okay. there. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, you said that Denethor seemed like a creep. The other side of that is that it means that people were reporting to him, which does seem to say that people of the city feel a loyalty to Denethor. They do, which... and they, that comes up later, but I thought it demonstrated like a surprising amount of competence that mm -hmm. I did not remember, probably because I've only watched the movie a bajillion times, and in the movie he does not come across as competent. Yeah, they really changed Denethor up in the movie. But I mean, they yeah. really changed Faramir up in the movie also. So They changed everyone. But it was surprising that like he commanded so much loyalty. He wields a sword. He Anyway, he's generally a creep, though. I stand by that. Well, he you holds a sword. You can be good at sword. your job and, and still. Uh, so anyway, it is, it is 
I, I did also like when Pippin or Denethor's like, so what can you do? And Pippin's like, well, I thought you would tell me what to do. And they're both like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> and it's like getting a new job or something and being like, I thought you would just tell me what you wanted me to do. And you're like, no, what do you want to do? And it's like, I am here to obey. Yep. A good bit. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to have to think of things. Yeah. Uh, so it is then decided that Pippin will replace Denethor's esquire, who uh, super wants to go to war and just sort of wait on the steward. Denethor asks Pippin if he sings, and he says he does, but he doesn't feel his songs are suitable for great halls and evil times. And then I started singing and crying. Of course he Me did. Me too. Oh. <laughs> um, but Denethor then has a really great line. Like, I feel like Denethor is really up and down in this chapter with kind of saying really smart things he sometimes. Is. And then no, I totally agree. really not smart things. Okay, so here's what he says. <clears throat> and why should such songs... Ooh, that was a tongue twister. And why should such songs be unfit for my halls or for such hours as these? We who have lived long under the shadow may surely listen to echoes from a land untroubled by it. Then we may feel that our vigil was not fruitless, though it may have been thankless. Which, I really ouch. like that line. Me too. Yeah. yeah, it's a good line, except that last bit definitely feels like a dig. It was, 100%. He's still petty. He's just not wrong. Um... But luckily for Pippin, he is not required to sing at this time, because especially since he really doesn't want to. He's then sent away to be properly outfitted in matching Guard of the Citadel armor, and he gets one of them funny helms with the wings. Oh, yeah. Yes! And then we time skip to hours later after he has been waiting around, presumably at Denethor's beck and call, it isn't really said, for the whole day, and he is released to get some food. He runs into his friend Baragond. Woo, Baragond! (laughs) <laughs> and they share a meal outside once again, discussing the gloom around the city and the dark clouds sent from Mordor and how everyone wants to know where Faramir is. This chapter really should have been called Faramir because it's all about him. <laughs> where Except he's is not in Faramir? it much, but everyone is thinking and talking and in love with him. I just started singing like um, uh, in the world a great comet. And I was like, and Faramir isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> So their uh, doom and gloom conversation is interrupted by the disheartening screech of a Nazgul on a fell beast. Rude. And it brings them down even more. And so much of this chapter felt really close to my heart currently. It, was, it was a really relatable chapter. And I was like, yeah. oh, I hate this. Oh, no. Yeah. It <laughs> oh, was no. very much like everyone's spirits plummeted. And like, yeah. Yep. And like everybody locked themselves up inside and they felt more despair. And I was like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was really great. Great yeah. way to spend my morning reading this chapter. When Pippin steals himself to look out over the Pelennor fields, he notices that the ringwraiths are chasing men on horses. A trumpet <gasps> sounds a moment later, and Baragond recognizes it as Faramir's call and then has a great line. I Which, forgot that I was going to read How distinctive are horn calls is my question. Well, like, it might not he might not be making one like noise he's probably making a specific right though like how <laughs> canon you have, that's Faramir you have a specific noise tailored just to you um did I put where this is no I didn't because I hate myself <laughs> oh 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 I know what I liked okay he says but uh so he says Faramir the Lord Faramir it is his call blah 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 Braveheart but but how can he win to the gate of these foul hell hawks have other weapons than fear and I'm really upset that Hellhawks didn't get yeah, uh, adopted why more. That their name. That's a, yeah, that's, that's really good fucking good. I just I love the rest of this bit 
I just have to keep going because go ahead. It, it, this is where it's like play by play, and I couldn't help but hear it in an announcer's voice because it's just like, "But look, they hold on. They will make the gate. No, the horses are running mad. Look, the <laughs> men are thrown. They're running on foot. No, one is still up, but he rides back to the others. That will be the captain. He can master both beasts and men. Ah, there, one of the fall things is stooping on him. Help, help! <laughs> this is this is really good actually because. Then, like, Baragond runs off to, I don't know, try to help. I think he just got so excited that he had to, he couldn't stand still. <laughs> so, <laughs> had to let it out. Yeah. But so Pippin continues watching and notices a white rider leave from the city to help Faramir and his men. The white rider is glowing and Pippin realizes it's Gandalf and starts shouting his name in encouragement. And it's even like a, me- uh, a comparison is made to somebody watching a race. Gandalf, Gandalf. Yeah. He always turns up when things are darkest. Go on, go on, White Rider, Gandalf, Gandalf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty adorable when you picture, because I I don't know where you've pictured uh, Baragond and uh, Pippin eating his lunch, eating their lunch, but I've pictured it like on the set of the movie, right at the tip of that right. up area, <laughs> like just looking out over anything. And so that's where he's standing in my mind, jumping up and down and cheering Gandalf. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I, and I picture Baragond running down like um, a comedic shot in movies where it's like the staircase from above and it's just running around in circles. <laughs> the switchbacks down the city. <laughs> That's it. He's like, I must go to Faramir. And he just like, by the time he gets to the bottom, they've already passed him going up. Yeah. Anyway, so Gandalf rides out and chases off the Nazgul with a beam of light, similar to the movies, but honestly, the movies made it much more majestic in the book he like raises his hand and light comes out of it which is really yeah it's really weird in my mind uh so Pippin, thinking that faramir and his men will will report to denethor right away goes to the entrance of the citadel to await them every other guard had the same idea because uh they don't have duties or something i don't know (laughs) isn't there something everyone's supposed to be doing right now yeah like war is coming folks anyways uh, soon, Pippin is swept up in the feelings of everyone welcoming their captain home and is yelling Faramir's name in celebration with everyone else and basically l- looks at Faramir and falls in love with him. I mean, same. don't we all? Yeah. Uh, where am I? Somehow, Faramir picks out Pippin's voice from the crowd and is bewildered to see a halfling dressed as a tower guard. And I'm just going to read this bit because I really liked it. But he says, whence came you, a halfling in the livery of the tower? Whence? And then Gandalf stepped to his side and spoke. He came with me from the land of the halflings. He came with me, but let us not tarry here. And I liked this bit because it made it sound like the Shire was this mystical place from like. Yeah, that Faramir must have heard about a lot as a kid, possibly from Gandalf. Mm hmm. You know, and I liked this idea that Gandalf was telling Faramir stories about the hobbits. Aww. Because cause Gandalf loves the hobbits. Yeah. He does. They're his favorites. Yeah. That is cute. And I don't know. I just really liked the image that that put in my head of, of the Shire being this mystical land that child Faramir heard about. And, and now he's like met these three halflings and was like, it's halflings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In, in probably like a similar fashion to their like, oh my God, it's the men of Numenor. What the fuck? You know? Yep. <laughs> I love it. So before much questioning can happen, uh, Pippin Gandalf urges them all to go report to Denethor. Here, uh, Faramir recounts everything that happened with Frodo and Sam and the ring and Gollum. Gandalf is immediately worried when Faramir mentions that they will be taking the pass of Kirith Ungol. 
I guess someone remembers what Ungle means <laughs> and that Bagginses have a history of getting in trouble with spiders. Uh, and Faramir then says he sent as many men as he could to strengthen the garrison at Asgiliath and came back toward the city as quickly as possible once the darkness started spreading as he figured that meant proper war was going to start soon. He then sort of looks to his father for approval, who is clearly most displeased with Faramir's actions concerning the ring, and brings up that Boromir would have done Betamir. Better? <laughs> Betamir. <laughs> Boromir would have done Betamir. Boromir is Betamir, my new ship. <laughs> I thought this was really sad. Well, yeah. Uh, obviously. Sad until that. <laughs> well, but no, it's just like the way that Faramir says it. I didn't take it as being like, dad. Do you, like, approve of me? But more like, you know, he's a captain of the guard. He sent a bunch of men off uh, to a new position without orders. And so he he's reporting in and he turns to the steward of Gondor and is like, I hope this meets with your approval. And Denethor is basically like, your brother would never ask me that. Why can't you be your own man? And it's like, well, you're supposed to be in charge. If he didn't ask, you'd be upset about that, too. He'd just be upset no matter what because he's a right? shit dad. He is really bad at it. Or I guess he's really Anyways. bad at it now. So, Boromir would have done better. Uh, Faramir says he Unlikely. wishes he could have had his father's counsel before making such a decision about the ring, not the sending people off. Faramir's fine with that. And then Denethor says... More asshole-ish things. Well, yeah, but it's yep. really well written. Well, let's just start here. Would you? Would that have availed to change your judgment, said Denethor. You would still have done just so, I deem. I know you well. Ever your desire is to appear lordly and generous as a king of old. Gracious, gentle. That may well befit one of high race if he sits in power and peace. If he sits in power and peace. But in desperate hours, gentleness may be repaid with death. So be it, says Faramir. So be it, cried Denethor, but not with your death only, Lord Faramir, but with the death also of your father and all of your people, whom it is your part to protect now that Boromir is gone. Um, And then he says, do you wish then, said Faramir, that our places had been exchanged? And yes, I wish that indeed, said Denethor. He's an ass. So sad. But Denethor believes that Boromir would have brought the ring to him. Uh, Gandalf stops the bickering between father and son by picking his own bicker. With Denethor, <laughs> saying that had Boromir gotten the ring, he would not have brought it to Denethor. Denethor disagrees and says that sending the ring to be destroyed is the same as handing it over to Sauron, and that they should have locked it up deep in the vaults of Gondor, for if the armies got to it, they'd all be dead anyway. Kenelf uh, points out that this is only thinking of the people of Gondor and that there are many other people in the world. And I actually like this bit a lot because Gandalf says that he even pities Sauron's slaves, implying that, like, the people of Herod. And what have you, who suffer from a lot of racism in this book. You know, Gandalf's like, what about them? They're probably not happy working mm-hmm. for Sauron. The closest or we get if to they, nuance. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or even if they are happy now, you know, they're not going to be. Event- or Blech. Anyways, mm-hmm. we, we get a tiny, tiny little bit that maybe they're not just evil because they're from somewhere else and look slightly different. Teeny bit. Could it be true? Gandalf also point blank says that he doesn't trust Denethor with the ring, but before Denethor can get too mad, he points out that he doesn't trust himself either. And that's why two hobbits have it currently. You know, not because he thought yep. that that was the best plan ever, but because he was like, it was the least bad else. plan. <laughs> yeah, it was the least bad plan. Uh, Denethor so looks much like of he this might... book is about the least bad plan. 
Denethor looks for a minute like he might try to attack Gandalf, but has a moment of maturity. And I really like it because he's like, if I had, if you had, such words and ifs are vain. It has gone into the shadow and only time will show what doom awaits it and us. And I thought that that's pretty good. I thought it both it's both mature and it also sounds like, you know, two siblings bickering and one's like, <laughs> well, this doesn't matter anyway, so I'm going to stop it. Like he's trying to like, you know, shove it in I Gandalf's think, face. I really forgot. I'm the more mature one. I forgot until I was reading really this chapter and their interactions in it. But Gandalf was here for years during Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like years and years hanging out with, with Boromir and Faramir and, you know, probably bothering the hell out of Denethor. Um, and I feel like this is a good insight into how those years went, really. Yeah. So I straight up don't remember if I got this from, like, a canon source somewhere, like another book, or if it was just something that a lot of people were writing about online at the time. But I know it's, I know a lot of people genuinely think, because Gandalf was there spending a lot of time in the library researching the ring, and a lot of people think that Faramir hung out with him a lot and did a lot of reading and learning from him mm-hmm. uh, at that's the, the same time. That's the part? Yeah, the wizard's pupil part. And that that's sort of where the paths between Denethor and Faramir started to divide. I've also heard it talked that maybe Faramir reminds Denethor a lot of Faramir's mom because he doesn't take after, like, he's not like Denethor and Boromir who are very similar. So a lot of people think that Faramir is kind of more similar to his mom and that Denethor just is kind of like doesn't want to be reminded of his dead wife. Mm-hmm. Which sucks and doesn't give him a good excuse for the way he treats Faramir, but it's at least an a human empathetical, reason. yeah, a human reason and not like a, I'm just an asshole. Although it's interesting because like two chapters ago, they mentioned how Denethor and Faramir were the two who got like the sight of Numenor or whatever, and that Boromir didn't mm-hmm. have it. I almost wonder if there are bits of Denethor like, you know, Boromir was the person Denethor wished he were. Um, and also in, in elements hating Faramir because he's too much like Denethor. You're making me sad now. Mm, well, I kind of wish we'd got more of them, like when they were kids and how their right. family dynamics were. Ditto. Besides ditto, 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 messed ditto. up. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. So anyways, after all that, Denethor and Faramir both agree that the garrison at Osgiliath is not strong and won't really do much. Uh, Faramir then goes off to sleep and everyone else heads that way too. Gandalf and Pippin discuss what they've learned about Frodo and the ring, and how it seems that Sauron does not yet know where they are. It seems strange to Gandalf, then, that Sauron would move so aggressively so early, and he surmises that something must have have happened to motivate him, and he then remembers that Aragorn has a plant here, and it was probably him. I just, I love the picturing of the mental process, like, Oh, he is stupid enough to do that, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. I thought it was really cool that Faramir was the one who pointed out, it's like, this has clearly been in the works for a very long time. Yeah. At first, when Gandalf learns that Frodo and Sam went off to Kirithungal, he fears they must have been captured, and thus the ring is back where it belongs, or what have you. And that's why Sauron is moving so quickly. But... Uh, Faramir is like, no, 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 they don't, they're they have not tiny legs. for that to have happened. Yeah, they they might be there now, but they couldn't have been captured already unless they walked into Minas Morgul. And no <laughs> hobbit would be stupid enough to yeah, just walk no. <laughs> into Minas Morgul. <laughs> what a plan is that? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what leads Gandalf to thinking it must have been Aragorn. So the next morning, Dawn's... Nope, nope. Yep. 
Pippin expresses his disbelief that <laughs> Frodo and Sam are following Gollum, and Gandalf is all, eh, I thought something like this would happen. Gandalf. What? He's literally just like, eh, Frodo and Gollum, yeah. I they were always going to run into each other. Yeah. Like, had to happen sometime. They're either going to be best <laughs> friends or they're going to murder each other. Not if you'd kept them locked up like you were supposed to, fucking elves. Anyways. <laughs> Fucking elves. <laughs> that also sums up a lot of the books, but yep. mostly yeah. the Hobbit. Yeah. Well, and the Silmarillion. Well, fucking elves. Yes. <laughs> the next morning. Elves, the Tolkien story. Uh, okay, for the fifth time. Moving <clears> on. <throat> the next morning dawns like a brown dusk, and Faramir has already left the city. But then we go back in time to learn how he left the city. It was very strangely written. Uh, so the council met up early, and Denethor decided that the crossing at Osgiliath was likely the main one the enemy would take, and he would not let them take it easy. So the, the prince of Dol Amrith pointed out that there's another crossing, though it is wider, uh, but that one, but that Sauron has more forces than just orcs joining his company, and they shouldn't forget it. Denethor kind of shrugs this one off, not because he necessarily disagrees, but because they just don't have anyone else to send there right now. Which was also kind of a mood, because Denethor was like, we can't worry about that. We don't have enough resources. And I was like, I understand being like, oh, I can't worry about that right now. I just don't have enough anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I've put my fucks in other baskets, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only so many to go around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So Faramir leaves, and Gandalf has his good, good line, which I didn't put a page context in here. <laughs> But I assume you guys want to hear it. Always. Uh, yeah. Is this the, your father loves you, Faramir? Yeah. And he will so remember So Gandalf it, it was that end. last spoke to Faramir ere he rode east. Do not throw your life away rashly or in bitterness, he said. You will be needed here for other things than war. Your father loves you, Faramir, and will remember it ere the end. Farewell. I could not, I could not read this without hearing it in yeah. Ian McClellan's voice. Yeah. In his voice, too. in his pacing, like... It is ingrained in my mind, and it is so sad. Yeah. And it is, like, I'm always surprised about how many of these lines, like, the exact lines basically made it into the movies, mm-hmm. because they are so different, and a lot of time the lines, you know, they get said by someone else or in a different context, but, but they're, like, the exact line. lines. Yeah. yeah. No, so. as I was reading this, I was like, oh, my God. they that's their, it's, it, the, the part, it's this, and then, like, some of the, the Denethor saying, like, yeah, I really do wish you died instead of instead of Boromir. Yeah. It's like, as I, you know, had been going into this, I was like, those can't be, you know, straight from the book. That's just brutal. Oh. And it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then this Oof. is where we get the first of people wondering if Rohan is going to come. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so we fast forward over the rest of the day, learning that everyone is feeling super down. And then news arrives that a great army has issued forth from Minas Morgul, led by the Black Captain. Great, great, great. Woo! Yay! Again, this was another, like, mood that I could... Like, everything was going really poorly, and then at the end of the day, oh, it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, yep, yep. I know that's the part too. Where, where they're reading the news about how there's nowhere near enough ventilators yeah. for people. Yeah, they were at work all day, and then they were catching up on the news at the end of the day, and it was like, oh, I guess I just should have stayed at work. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so then, in the morning, we learn that the garrison at Osgiliath has failed. And they're retreating across the Pelennor, and Gandalf is all, they must need me. And GTFOs. <laughs> but he has shadow facts, so he can move a lot faster than Baragond. <laughs> this is true. And they're not yet just literally at the, the fucking gate. <laughs> the next morning, P- 
Pippin awakes to shouts that they have taken the wall. They are blasting breaches into it. Blasting with what? We are not told. And I How don't think did this he is sleep the wall. through it? How? Well, okay. For, I don't think this is the wall of the city. Oh, the wall of Pelennor. It's On the yeah, other side it's of the Pelennor. outer wall. The big wall. They're not yet at like the big white citadel that you picture in the movie. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds right. It was I, like I think the so field too, of Pelennor is after a wall that is presumably encasing the lands before their city-state that could yep. at and, some point be agrarian. And since we have conveniently read the next chapter as well, um, <laughs> right? It's it's mentioned in the next chapter that they've that the wall has been broken, and they were like, "Oh, yeah. good, because this could have caused us trouble." <laughs> and yeah, and like Pelennor, it should be noted just from like a siege perspective, that's the farmlands that like uh, feeds Minas Tirith. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now there's an army marching over it. Yay! <laughs> yeah. More bad news. Uh. Gandalf soon returns with some of the men who retreated from Osgiliath, but not Faramir. He goes to talk to Denethor about what is happening, and Gandalf says that Faramir is still alive, but he stayed with the rear guard of the retreat because Faramir is actually just the best dude ever. Uh, Gandalf thinks it is unlikely that Faramir will get everyone back because he's pitted against a foe... Wow. (laughs) I'm going to assume that was foe too great, but that I wrote it (laughs) very poorly. For one has come that I feared. Pippin has the best moment in the entire chapter here and like squeaks out the Dark Lord. And it's kind of hilarious. In fact, Denethor kind of laughs. Uh, but no, it's it's just the Witch King. It's the not quite as, as Dark Lord. Yeah. Not Dark uh, Lord, but Black Captain. So it's like, oh my god, it's like um the like playing the synonym game, but <laughs> yeah. You know, like what like uh 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 cabin a cabin in the woods sounds different than a cottage in the forest yes yes it's like yes. Right, you've got the dark lord or you have the black captain <laughs> uh so denethor has a great speech about how the dark lord sends people to be his weapons and stays at the back and has this dramatic unveiling that he is in armor because he does not intend to do the same but like it comes he to does. nothing and feels very similar to current posturing by politicians <laughs> so you know this one got dressed, though. I yeah. mean, so oh, okay. it is a little different. He did the um, bare minimum. This one put on his spray tan. But Okay, so then Gandalf has his great speech about Zivich King here. Um, Yet now, under the Lord of Barad-dor, the most fell of all his captains is already master of your outer walls, said Gandalf. King of Angmar long ago... <sighs> King of Angmar... Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> King of Angmar, long ago, sorcerer. I, I, all these fucking R's. Jesus Christ. You sound very Canadian right now. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. It's not like I'm self-conscious about how I'm bad at R's. It's fine. You're okay. doing great, sweetie. <laughs> King of Angmar, long ago, sorcerer, ringwraith, lord of the Nazgul, a spear of terror in the hand of Sauron, shadow of despair. Then, Mithrandir, you had a foe to match you, said Denethor. For myself, I have long known who is the chief. <laughs> this is such a dick, sorry. <laughs> I have long known who is the chief captain of the hosts of the Dark Tower. Is this all that you've returned to say, or can it be that you've withdrawn because you are overmatched? What a dick. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, asshole, you never stepped out in the first place. Where's Gandalf? Okay, it might be so. Okay, Pippin trembled, fearing that Gandalf would be stung to sudden wrath, but his fear was needless. It might be so, Gandalf answered softly, but our trial of strength is not yet come, and if words spoken of old be true, not by the hand of man shall he fall. 
and hidden from the wise is the doom that awaits him. However that may be, I'll I'll just finish this up, I guess. However that may be, the captain of despair does not press forward yet. He rules rather according to the wisdom that you have just spoken from the rear, driving his slaves in madness on before him. So we get our first little glimpse into some foreshadowing there. I have I have a suspicion we're going to get a good bit of aft shadowing about <laughs> this. Yes. Uh, it's super funny because, I mean, I was reading this before bed and clearly I was like ready to just fall asleep because I just didn't even notice that. Oh, that, uh, where is it? Not by the hand of man shall he fall. Yep. I think I just, I just completely skipped over it. I just got bit. to Gandalf it saying, it's not time for that yet. And I was like, oh, well, that's sad. All right, whatever. <laughs> All right, then skip it. Okay. Oh, and um, oh, hey, it turns out that there are enemies coming from that part of the Andrew they decided to ignore earlier. Because, of course, there are. Also, there's going to be a battle out on the fields, and they need to send some people out, preferably on horseback. <laughs> Denethor kind of sighs and is all, yeah, I already thought about all this. Let's just go. <laughs> He's also like, this would be a good time for Rohan to show up. You're right. Like, this listen. is the second big mention of Rohan. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have that many horses, because they do have a lot of walls and stairs. Sorry, Gondor. Which, actually, I think was foreshadowed. When, uh, uh, when Gandalf and Pippin arrived in the city, they talk about how there's not many horses in the city. Yep. So... Good on you, Tolkien. You got one. <laughs> I mean, he can always be counted upon when it comes to horses. Yeah, that's fair. Horses and trees. Horses and trees and names. Names for things. The rear guard is then seen returning in a good manner. So like everyone is like, oh, okay. Not They're going to live. Yeah. And everyone is given hope that they are alive and Faramir is with them. So of course, they are suddenly attacked by a lot of orcs and some Nazgul. Denethor then gives the order for the party on horseback that they had arranged to be sent out. Uh, this includes the folk from Dol Amrath, including Prince Imrahil, who is, of course, Faramir's uncle, uh, as well and as Gandalf. Gandalf goes out, too. Yes, but I think perhaps family is more important when watching them die. I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, the Nazgul retreat when they see Gandalf, for their captain was not yet come to challenge the white fire of his foe. Uh, I really enjoy this idea that both sides are like, yeah, Gandalf versus the Witch King. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and yet they're not doing it. Everybody's yeah. like, wait, come on. Like nobody else can challenge them yet. We're going to wait for them to face each other. This is the way in, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, the charge succeeds and rescues the retreating guard, but a lot of lives are lost. So it's kind of mixed feelings when they return to the city. Another emotion I greatly uh, also feel. What is the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Okay. Empathize with? Yes, empathize with. Mixed feelings. Oh, yeah. Imrahil returns, carrying the unconscious and grievously injured body of Faramir with him. Uh, this is when Denethor fucking snaps. It really kinda, is. They lay Faramir down before him. He sits beside Faramir, and that's uh, that's Denethor done. Yep. Denethor is out. Denethor out. <laughs> down for the count. Yeah. Which, I guess, it's good that guilt shows up better late than never, but, like, come on, man. So much for, like, all these people are relying on you, Faramir. You should have thought of that. And it's like, really? So much for your sword that you have on. I know. His whole, like, unveiling of his armor and his sword. And then he's like, well, fuck everything. Which also, can I just say, in order to unveil his armor, he would have needed to be, like, walking around with his robe and cloak closed, like, really tight just for that exact moment when he could whip it back. I mean, A, that's true. But B, uh, Tolkien is super into that type of reveal. Like, it's happened more than once in these books. That's very true. I'm so, just picturing him like an old man in a bathrobe, <laughs> walking around in slippers and like, but like, tight, like Saruman, did, robe and... Saruman did the same thing when he was like, I am a rainbow now. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm and, king of the gays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! And Gandalf did. Okay, I might. Uh, I might be mixing this up with the movie, but Gandalf might have done the same thing in Rohan when he was still pretending to be kind of gray. Uh, but that that might be movieism. I genuinely don't remember if it was in the book. There was a reveal. Yeah, yeah no, think, he, he, he tosses his cloak off. Sure. I, I don't remember if it's just, I, I don't remember. Anyways. It does. I mean, really, the whole point of this is we need more cloaks in our lives. God, I want I cloaks own to a cloak in fashion. That, that a friend made for me, but I have very few instances in my life where I can wear it. Well, and that's the real problem, you right? just wear it to work. Yeah, yeah, nowadays you should just wear it to work. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> no one touched me in my cloak bubble. I try to, like, break it out on Halloween because it's really nice. It's got, like, a capelet and a hood. Ooh. Ugh. It's really nice. Um, I read somewhere that all of the cloaks in the movie of Lord of the Rings had to be weighted at the bottom so yeah, that they could be, like, thrown open and thrown on their shoulders and weren't just, like, limp because otherwise the fabric, like, wouldn't move the way you wanted it to. Or would move way too much, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, that makes so much sense. I know a lot of their outdoor sets were super windy, too. So it would just be like... Hi, cloak. But that yep. was my billowing cloak sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a good sound. I totally got it. Oh, thank you. Uh, so then the city is besieged, unsurprisingly, I guess. The word. last people in were the uh, border crossing guards that Gandalf and Pippin met a couple days ago. They make it just in time. Then the gates are shut, and the Pelinar fields are overrun by the enemy. If womp, the Rohirrim come now... They aren't making it into the city. Which, Which is good, because they said they would be useless in there. And they didn't want to be there anyway. Well, so, they would have been useless in the city, but like that party that they sent out, they could have sent them out in smaller groups, I, I, I think, yeah. is the idea. But Or they could have know. been before the city. Hard to say. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. We got a nice pincer movement instead, so it'll be good. Uh, overnight, the siege begins in earnest, and there are some truly great lines from, <laughs> I don't... Everyone. I don't... Oh, I think a lot of these are from Baragond or somebody like that. He has a weapon that has brought low many strong places since the world began. Hunger. <laughs> it is. That is. It's a great line. Yep. I like that one. Then later, for yet another weapon swifter than hunger, the Lord of the Dark Tower had dread and despair. Mood. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all mood. mood. <laughs> uh, so then hunger, kind of dread, bumps. despair. Catapults start launching the heads of fallen soldiers into the city, which this was in the movie, and it was kind of played to show like the gross evilness of the orcs, but the books use it to showcase the smart evilness that is like driving them. For everyone is now finding the severed heads of people that they knew and fought and trained beside, and it breaks their spirit even more. And I was kind of sad that they didn't play it that way in the movie when I read this. I mean, I think it would have been hard. To show. It would have been hard, sure, but, yeah, but it would have been heartbreaking, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, this was the moment where I was like, again, like, oh, this was actually in the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, a lot of the gross stuff in the movies does kind of seem like it came from Peter Jackson's head, who, like, pre-Lord of the Rings <laughs> mostly made. His head. You know, like. But pre-Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson mostly made, like, crappy horror movies. Well, I don't know if they're crappy. I haven't seen any of them. But, you know, like, gory horror movies. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen them either, because I don't do so, horror. No, neither do I. So, a lot of the time, I just was like, ugh. That must be a Peter Jackson thing. Mm -hmm. But no, no, no. Almost everything that I've thought that about was in the books. <laughs> it's like, a well, thing. Tolkien, you had, uh, you had, a, you had, had some crazy weird thoughts. It's 
almost like you have the brain of someone who went to war. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, so the Nazgul come and start circling the city. It says they're like circling like vultures, which is kind of creepy. And they're shrieking uh, just over and over again and terrifying everyone. Uh, it says that you, you get like less used to their shrieks the more you hear them. Yeah, they're, they so get that's, worse. That's yeah, great. they get worse instead of fun times. And then, uh, meanwhile, Denethor refuses to leave Faramir's side or to try to get Faramir any help. Even when the men of the city are begging him to, um, he tells them to follow whomever they want, even the Grey Fool. And so, you know, great time to not know who's in charge or to not have proper leadership. Another thing that we can all relate to right now. Yeah, and this is a good moment because I cannot remember who comes up and is reporting to Denethor. But he says something like, you're still the steward of the city. And not everyone is going to be willing to follow Mithrandir. That's a bit later. Is it? Okay. Darn I it. do have that later, I think. Good. Oh, I just have it right here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, sorry. how many times <laughs> people report to him? I thought yeah. after this we were setting ourselves on fire, but okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're Gandalf good. does take charge and tries to rally the city with the help of Imrahil. Uh, but messengers still go to Denethor, trying to convince him that he is still lord and steward and that not everyone will follow Gandalf. Uh, Denethor basically says that they should... Uh, I'll do whatever they want in order to die in the manner they want. And then that sort of sparks the idea in him to burn himself in Faramir. He's having a really good time. Rough day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Denethor releases Pippin from his service, but Pippin doesn't go because he kind of wants to see what's about to happen. Denethor gets his servants to bear Faramir to the <laughs> In a caring the- way, not a... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not in like a, ooh, I want to watch this drama way. But Pippin is like... No, I'm going to stay and make sure you don't, like, stab Faramir. <laughs> like, yeah. you're about to do something stupid. I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Denethor gets his servants to bear Faramir to the tombs of the king. Uh, to the Wrap tombs him up of the kings. First, though. Gotta make sure he's Yeah, nice they put and him warm. on, like, a mattress and, yeah. And then ask that they bring quick to burn wood. Just uh, Versus the other kinds of wood, Denethor. I mean, it's no, like, to be fair. I know there there's are. There's wood but- that will just. But like, Go. why are you being picky? Why? Well, you don't I mean, want. I don't want to burn. You don't slowly. want to slow burn. <laughs> I don't want to be rotisserie chicken. <laughs> so oh, now no. Pippin takes Denethor up on his offer of getting out of service and gets the heck out of there, telling the servants to be slow about bringing the wood and to not burn anything while Faramir is still alive. And I'm just going to read a bit of this because I really like what Pippin tells people here. Okay, your master is not himself. He said, "Go slow. Bring no fire to this place while." Faramir lives. Do nothing until Gandalf comes. Who is the master of Minas Tirith? The man answered. The Lord Denethor, the Grey Wanderer. The Grey Wanderer or no one, it would seem, said Pippin, and he sped back. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I really like this bit with Pippin here. On the other page, when he's talking to Baragond about this, he says, he says, but Baragond, if you can, do something to stop any dreadful thing happening. And then Baragon says, The Lord does not permit those who wear the black and silver to leave their post for any cause, save at his own command. Well, you must choose between orders and the life of Faramir, said Pippin. And as for orders, I think you have a madman to deal with, not a lord. I must run. I will return if I can. But I really like how Pippin is just smart and said, Why are you following? Don't follow stupid orders. What are you doing? <laughs> save Faramir. Fuck this dude. So, back to the battle, uh, we learn that they tried busting down the gate with some Mumakil, which are the Oliphants, um, but that didn't work. So they brought out the biggest, most magical ram of all time, Grand, 
Literally, we get a fucking page on this goddamn thing. It's just, I love that the name is just Grand. I'm not, I'm not even going to go into it. They forged it. There's magic in it. They're busting down the gate. While they beat the- It's shaped like a wolf. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, while they beat at the gate with it, the Witch King is sort of sitting on his fell beast right there, and he yells in a foreign tongue, which adds both power and terror to Grand. This is where he's literally knocking at the door. Um, the gate is breached, and the Lord of the Nazgul rides into Minas Tirith and comes face to face with Gandalf. And actually, I'm not going to read this bit here. I'm going to insert a clip from the audiobook I listened to, because they did a fucking fabulous job with this, and I was uh, sorting through books while my own books while i was listening to it and i literally just like put a book down on the table and stopped and stared into the middle distance for like the five minutes at the end of this <laughs> in rode the lord of the nazgul under the archway that no enemy ever yet had passed and all fled before his face all save one there waiting silent and still in the space before the gate sat Gandalf upon Shadowfax. Shadowfax, who alone among the free horses of the earth endured the terror, unmoving. Steadfast as a graven image in Rathdinen. You cannot enter here, said Gandalf, and the huge shadow halted. Go back to the abyss prepared for you. Go back. Fall into the nothingness that awaits you and your master. Go. The black rider flung back his hood, and behold, he had a kingly crown, and yet upon no head visible was it set. The red fires shone between it and the mantled shoulders vast and dark. From a mouth unseen there came a deadly laughter. Old fool, he said. sword and flames ran down the blade. Gandalf did not move. And in that very moment, away behind some courtyard of the city, a cock crowed. Shrill and clear he crowed, wrecking nothing of wizardry or war, welcoming only the morning that in the sky, far above the shadows of death, was coming with the dawn. And as if in answer they came from far away another note. Horns, 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 in dark Mandolin sides, they dimly echoed. Great horns of the north wildly blowing. Rohan had come at last. And then, as the sun rises, the horns of Rohan are heard in the distance. Woo! And thus the it. end of a fucking fabulous chapter. It was a really good chapter. Like, I remember when I messaged the group and said I would do the notes for this one, because I think I'm the only one who's literally didn't do work at all today. So I messaged the group and said I would do the notes. And almost immediately, Rachel was like, yeah, nothing really happens in this chapter until the end. But listening to the audiobook, the good audiobook, it didn't feel that way, because the dude is so good at how he does, like, the music and the effects and everything. Like, I could just 
feel the ramping tension throughout the first half of the chapter. It was it was really well well done. Yes, I mean um, I really liked it. It's just you know lots of waiting for things to happen. Oh yeah, in the first half definitely, but I think. If it's presented correctly, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Oh, God, what's going to happen? I mean, possibly my own, like, present emotional state is adding to that. <laughs> no, it definitely, it definitely heightened the tension a bit. That's it. That's our chapter. Any other favorite bits? No, we really hit up my favorite bits. Yeah, I put in all my favorite lines. <laughs> very specifically, obviously. I'm just, I'll never be over the whole play-by-play bit. <laughs> Uh, Just, my favorite bit is that end when the the it's the Gandalf chilling. versus the Witch King. This is my hour. Shit, I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, what'll happen next? Nobody we'll knows. Know. I think we'll see some horses, maybe. <gasps> yep. Find, maybe learn more about this mysterious Sternhelm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some some aft shadowing. Uh, probably not yet, actually. No, we'll no. find out. The answer to, to all of those questions is no. We won't learn anything. <gasps> I mean, we already know who Durnhelm is, so that's fine. All right. <laughs> I'm actually... Okay, so Rachel and I have both been on the... the uh, that's what I'm talking about podcast from, from Mary Clay. And I'm really interested to see if she picks up that Durnhelm is Eowyn. Yeah, no, that'll be really fun. So I'll have to keep my ears open for that. If anybody is interested, podcast that uh, Rachel and I both guests appeared on by somebody reading through the books for the first time, never having seen the movies, doesn't know anything. Though she has, I presume, seen the gif of Eowyn, the, you know, I am no mm-hmm. man gif. Because mm-hmm. how could you so, avoid that, really? Yeah. So, well, I, I'm still very interested to see if she picks up on the whole, whole Durnhelm thing. Mm-hmm. No, totally. We will find out. Yes. All right. I think I think Let's that's the end. Off. So the next time that you hear us, we will be talking about, uh, you know, sorry, let me get a chapter title here. <laughs> the Ride of the Rohirrim. That's what I thought, but I wanted to double check. Uh, Return of the King, book five, chapter five. five. Yeah. The Ride of the Rohirrim. And we won't... Obviously have the good music, but I think it'll still be a good chapter. I can sing the music. It's fine. Uh, that will turn people away, Rachel. <laughs> In my head. Oh. <laughs> the shade. I-, I can't be a full orchestra. <laughs> I don't <know> orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the word orchestral while saying yes. orchestra. Yeah. I can't do a full oh. orchestral song. Yeah. All right, so I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy. And stay safe out there, everyone. We'll see you soon. Stay safe. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.